This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sean, good morning. How you doing, man? Good. How you guys doing? It's good to talk to you again. Uh, you know, I'm going to bring you in right away in the conversation we were just having. And I think you're I think you're a good guy to talk to about it, actually, because you spent a lot of your career in Boston. Uh, you've seen previews for this movie Patriots Day with Mark Wahlberg right about the Boston Marathon bombing. You've seen previews for this? Yes, I have. Okay, so I've been talking about this for a while, how I, I don't understand seeing, I don't understand going to the movies and watching that movie Patriot's Day. You know, it, it, it looks like it's probably a really good movie. It's got really good actors. The director is really good. But man, I feel like that movie is going to make you feel really sad. And I can't imagine going to see that movie. And you were in Boston during the, the Boston Marathon bombings. I mean, you were still playing for the Bruins. Like, do you understand what I'm saying there? I can't imagine going to see that movie. Yeah, I, I hear you. I think uh, it, I, I've been going back and forth on this myself. I mean, I, I know a lot of people that were affected by it personally. So um, I, I think that the the idea is to show the the backstory and you know really put a highlight on how strong the people of Boston are, how they came together, and you know the survivors and all that stuff, and how bad of guys these guys were. I'm sure. I, I, I can't imagine they're glorifying any part of it. So. Uh, yeah, I'm up in the air whether I'm going to see it, too. I think it's probably the same for the people that were affected by Whitey Bulger when they came out with Black Mass, too. I can't imagine too many people whose families were shot in the head by one of his uh, yeah. cohorts was uh, racing to the theater to see that, too. So, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think the reason why Wahlberg got involved with this one is because it's his hometown. Um, he made a big emphasis on he didn't want anybody else going into his backyard and portraying something that wouldn't speak well and, and, and speak volumes about the people of Boston. I think it was more about him handling his own backyard business or basically his own house and putting that out there as opposed to having some other actor or director go in there and, and portraying something that really is not what the Bostonians are all about. I could definitely see that with, uh, with Mark. Were you, uh, were you guys at home? Were, were the Bruins, like, were you in the middle of a, a stretch of home games when that took place? Yeah, we had a game that night, actually. I was at the rink uh, when it, I was just getting to the rink when it happened. So uh, the game was canceled, obviously, and uh, we were on lockdown. And uh, when the whole city was on shutdown, I was on my couch in Charlestown while they were looking for the guy in uh, Watertown. It was pretty crazy. You know, there's all the reports. He could have been anywhere. It's, uh, it, was, it was a freaky couple of days. All right, well, let's talk something upbeat. Let, let's let's get upbeat right. here. Let's get more upbeat here with Sean Thornton. Uh, so you guys, you're back in action tonight against the Islanders. You got to win against them. You get a couple points a couple nights ago. Uh, can can you start to feel like, are, are you guys starting, are you guys getting closer to turning the corner and getting on some type of run here and making a move this second part of the season? God, I hope so. Uh, we can't keep going, you know, win one or two games, lose one. When we're out of the picture. It's uh, it was, We're kind of fortunate to not, a lot of teams have taken off. Uh, There's been a lot of parity this year, and everyone's still bundled pretty tight. But in order for us to get uh, to get into a position uh, in the final picture for the playoffs, we, we got to get a little bit of a streak going here eventually, and uh, hopefully 
hopefully continue winning tonight. What uh, what's been the biggest difference with the new head coach? Is there is there a significant change that you guys have had? No, not really. I mean, we had uh, listen. Everybody loved Turk. Uh, Tom's coming in and, done, uh, and he's done a really good job. I think that uh, we've had a little bit more video, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more teaching, um, but and our systems been pretty much the same. Our D zones changed a little bit, but and it's been a lot of uh, a lot of teaching on on simplifying the game in our own end. And, uh, that's helped. I think guys are getting it. We have a lot of new guys this year. We have a lot of young guys, and uh, it's. I don't know. It's weird. The old the old NHL was not even not too long ago. Was if you got to the NHL, you better know how to do your job, or you're not in the NHL very long. But uh, with the new cap, and you know, every team has so many young players trying to figure out a way to have impactful players at uh, at a low number. You have to you have to teach uh, a lot, and that, that never used to be the way. But we've been doing a good job of it. Sean, were you a little bit shocked at the attention that it got when when the head coach is sitting on the side of the bus, or did did you even anticipate that move happening? I thought that was unfair, by the way, Sean, the way the media portrayed that. Yeah, I, I mean, I listen. I, I could see why people would jump all over it, like a bar stool or a dead fish. You saw a coach right. in, a, in a cab. We're aware that there was a car coming to pick him up, and I'm also aware that Turks, uh, the type of guy that just would say "f that," get me a cab because yeah. he's. Uh, He's that type of guy. He's from PEI. He's a simple uh, living kind of guy, and he doesn't need a fancy black car. He just wants to jump in a cab and get out of there. So yeah. um, was I surprised with the move? Yeah, I think we all were, were a little bit. But, uh, you know, we knew there was a little bit of friction, and we knew that uh, if we didn't start winning, something was going to happen eventually. We just didn't know when. So that and that's on us as players. We we kind of maybe took it for granted that we had such a great great guy behind that bench and we didn't put the wins together that they expected from us in, in the early part of the season. I think it's interesting that you just mentioned the changing of ideology really in the NHL with these young guys. Is that frustrating for veterans when, when things like that change so much in a sport? No, I mean, it, it you go with the times. I mean, I'm, I'm as veteran as it gets. I'm old as hell, but uh, it's, it's where it is now. And I mean, we agreed to the CBA and, you know, we knew that this was going to happen. It was it was predicted that you know you couldn't be paying third and fourth line guys three four million dollars anymore. You're going to have to find uh, and if you want your top lines to succeed, you got to find some guys that are uh, they're going to come in at a young age and are uber skilled. And these kids have been training like professional athletes since they're you know 12 years old now. I think when I came into the league, uh, guys were just having a case of beer, uh, <laughs> cutting it, cutting it back from two and then going to camp. So uh, it, it's the game's changed a lot and it's for the better. And these kids are, I mean, if they couldn't do the job, they wouldn't be here, but they're that good at that young of an age now, which is, uh, which is really impressive. Sean, I love how you guys, the team does their father's trip, which you guys, you just had a bunch of the fathers with you in New York. So you guys were able to spend a few days out there with the dads who accompany the team. To, uh, it, do, do you have any good stories over the last few days uh, with, with the players going out with their dads and just getting loose? Get, give us some info how, how that trip works out, because I, I think that's such a fun thing that you guys do. It was more we went for dinner with the dads, and I think they went and got loose. I mean, we, we unfortunately, the players still had to do a job, so uh, we are we were in bed early, but, uh, you know, uh, Vinny Viola had us all to his Italian restaurant, uh, Monty's in Brooklyn the night before the Islanders game. And that's an annual thing since I've been here, but the dads got to experience. And I think they got a real kick out of it. And, uh, you know, there's probably a hundred people in there with all his people and our families and, uh, you know, all of management and coaches. So it, it was pretty fun. I think, you know, I haven't, I haven't been on, on one of those for 10 years. Uh, we did one in Anaheim way back in the day. 
but I could tell like all the all the guys and all the fathers, especially the fathers, extremely, extremely enjoyed it. How cool would it be to obviously be one of the dads on that trip and your son is in the NHL, but say like for instance if Ty Domi went on a trip and, and his son is the one on the father's son trip. You know how like how wicked would that uh, be? Oh, you're the Windsor guy, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of figured it out. I'm sure uh, <laughs> I know Ty and Max pretty well. I know Ty pretty well, not Max so much. He was a kid when I was hanging out with his old man. But uh, I, I think I think Ty creates his own father's trips. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I, yeah, I love how you guys do that. Is is there is there a father? Was there a father on the trip with you guys the last few days who it's like, man, he is just like his son. That's weird. Uh, no, we had some like I can't believe that's your son or that's your father moments. Why? Because was uh, like was the dad cooler <laughs> than the son? Is that why? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm not going to name names. But that happened. Um, that no, we had we had some funny you know we had some funny moments where you know you had some quiet dads that went after a couple of glasses of wine started telling stories and you're like I had no idea this was going to come out of them. It's like anybody <laughs> when you when you when you get them out of the house and let them run a bit, you get to see their personalities come out and uh, it, it was definitely fun. So what's Ekblad's old man like? He's uh, he's awesome. He's a really cool dude. He uh, I because I'm old. He's actually friends with well you know him, DJ Smith and Bobby yep. Boogner and those guys. Yeah, Boogie and all those me, guys down there. Yeah, me and me and Smitty are uh, we were roommates my first four years pro. So uh, we, oh we talked about it. Yeah, exactly. So imagine you got Reichel, Boogie, and you got Smitty thumping the pavement in Windsor, Ontario. I could only imagine what a father son trip would be like with that group. <laughs> I, I don't want to imagine it. You uh Sean, you want to pick some NFL games for us here this weekend? You ready? Yeah, quick, sure. Let's do it. Seattle Seahawks, Atlanta Falcons. Who you got there? Seattle. Houston Texans, New England Patriots. Oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, come on. Yeah, def- don't, yeah, don't even ask. It's a given. Are you, like, way in on the Patriots? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I, I'm friends. With, got to know a couple of those guys uh, oh. through playing there, and that, that's my team. All right, very uh. good. Uh, Pittsburgh and Kansas. <laughs> Did I just get a the uh. behind me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh and Kansas City, who you got? Yeah. All right, and Green Bay and Dallas on Sunday night. Oh God, that's uh, that's one I'm up on the up in the air on. I'm gonna go with Dallas though. That guy's been hot all year. All right, very good. Are you friends with Tom Brady? No, I'm not. I'm, right. not. I'm friends you with can... uh, Edelman and Gostowski. All right, you can continue to be a friend of the show. All right. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, excellent job, Sean. And uh, listen, get two points tonight. Get two points tomorrow. All right. Will do. Thanks. All right. Take it easy, Sean. That's Panthers forward right there, Sean Thornton. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.